name is Kelin Kanyangala. I'm 31 years old. I was actually born on 8 October 1990. I'm the first born in a family of six. I was born and raised in Maui. I actually grew up in Zuzu. And then after that, we moved to Lilongwe. But currently, I'm residing in Blantia. Uh, in terms of my career, I work within the financial sector. I think I've worked uh, with the central bank and now I'm working with the Malawi Stock Exchange as the chief operating officer. Uh, my first job was with Deloitte. I worked there as um, an audit assistant uh, after I had graduated uh, from uh, the Polytechnic where I did my, uh, my school. Um, anything else? I enjoy uh, swimming. I enjoy staying home, working out. Um, I just enjoy being with friends, having a good laugh. Uh, just easy, easy life. Oh, that's 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 nice because um, Shades and I were actually talking about how we had to take a break this weekend just to relax because we have such intense weeks. So oh. it was really nice to relax at home today. That's that's really great. Actually, uh, for this year, I've planned that each and every quarter I have to take leave uh, from work just to reboot <laughs> and find yeah. stress because I think it's really important just to keep the momentum all throughout the year. Yeah, true. So yeah. we um, we asked some of our listeners to give us questions to share right. with you because. Okay. Um, there are so many things that most people here in Malawi do not know about investing in Malawi. The biggest question is, where should we put our money? So I think one of the first questions that we were asked was, um, what are the different companies one can invest in? All right. Um, I think that's a fair question to have. Um, I'll give my own example. I think um, before I started working with the central bank, because that's where I learned more about uh, the area of investing and saving, I think I also didn't know much. And that is despite having done something um, or studied in business school where I did my bachelor's in accountancy. I, I really didn't know much about saving or investing and I really wasn't doing so, uh, to be honest as well. So I think it's fair. I think within our education system, we don't really learn much about um, saving or investment or, or money just in general. Um, so to answer your question, I think um, maybe it's a bit, I'll take it back uh, a little bit just to have better understanding and context when you're looking at what are the companies in which you can invest in. So um, if you're looking at saving and investing, there are basically um, two products uh, that are available to the general public and that can be separated short-term investments or savings and then long-term savings or investments. So when you're looking at short-term, you're looking at, okay, what, um, what if I have an emergency uh, today, uh, what can I use to actually attend to that emergency? Or maybe if someone gets sick, or maybe there's um, there's just something that requires money immediately. What where do I look at? And for that, it's also it's very advisable to have savings for that. So there'll be products and uh, services that you can access from some companies that will be able to really assist you with your short-term savings. And then on the other hand, we have the long-term savings or investments. So in that case, you're looking at, okay, in five years, 10 years from now, where do I want to be? 
uh, is it do I want a house um, do I want to have a plot uh, do I want to have acquired this and that is it school fees so all those things and what are the companies and products that I can actually uh, access so in terms of uh, short-term investments you'll be looking at things like fixed deposits uh, and when I mention these things I know most people will be like oh my god uh, some terms <laughs> investments they're not so interesting i know it puts people off but they're really uh, simple things it's basically you putting your money into that product or service and then it's giving you a return so they're just the names that uh provided but it's quite easy i'll try to explain some of them as well so looking at fixed deposits you can go to the bank and say maybe i want to keep this money for like three months a month they'll give you an interest rate to say okay within that period we'll give you this particular rate uh you can also look at treasury bills uh we also have village bank savings these days <laughs> that you can also use in terms of short-term uh, savings uh on the long-term end um you're looking at issues of shares uh that's basically you buying into a company let's say in malawi uh, we have 16 listed companies we have national bank standard bank airtel and the like so you can actually uh, be a part owner of, the, of that company through buying shares and then we have bonds bonds those are basically um it's basically a loan um, where maybe a company or government is borrowing money from the public you put your money there there'll be an interest rate that they give you uh, we have the insurance so savings policies uh, we have real estate that is also an investment a long-term investment that you can actually consider and then i also added another one um, a personal well-being uh, in that case you're looking at uh, issues of uh, insurance as well as just taking care of yourself because i think when you're looking at investments sometimes we forget that particular aspect um, we can't really separate investments uh, from your own personal well-being and your health so that's another aspect you have to look at um, we have issues of pensions, um, uh, these are remittances that would be made by companies and it's very important to make sure that your employer is actually uh, remitting uh, pension to government, uh, uh, to, to the pension funds to make sure that at least at the end of uh, your work you can actually receive your pension. I think that's really a challenge uh, in Malawi, we have seen that some companies actually don't uh, remit pension so you find that you might retire and then you don't have a pension to access to help you out uh, so those are just some of the uh, products or services that, that you can look at so the short term as well as long term in terms of the companies i think that's where the question came in um yeah uh, we have companies such as nico asset managers um so for these companies uh, they're basically uh, what i would say fund managers uh in terms of fund, fund managers they're basically institutions that will help you to manage your finances uh, so they'll be able to allocate both um, they'll sit down with you um, to start with you open an account with them to say okay maybe i want to save money uh, over this period maybe it's five year period or maybe it's just a year uh, depending on your goals or the goals that you have so they'll be able to look at okay what are your needs and what are the goals that you want to achieve how much are you receiving how much can you actually achieve with this money so they'll be able to allocate to say okay this portion of the finances should go towards maybe short-term investments and then this portion can actually go into long-term savings so it's basically like uh, a planner someone that really 
is within the field uh, of savings and investments and they have the the technical skills to actually be able to assist you in a good way so uh, for those fund managers we have nico asset managers i hope you're aware of this one um we have odd mutual investment group uh we have continental asset managers we have uh, nbm capital this is uh, sort of a subsidiary of uh, national bank of malawi we have bridge path capital uh, this is a relatively new company as well uh, we have life co asset management uh, it's also relatively new so there these and um, other companies that you can actually find uh, on the reserve bank of malawi website because when you're looking at uh, the financial sector in malawi every player has to be licensed so you don't want to fall into the trap of some companies that sometimes they just crop up <laughs> they're not really licensed and then they profit so much return i uh, will give you like if you give us um 100,000 and then you receive 500,000 in a month something that really doesn't make sense so you just have to make sure that whatever company you're dealing with is actually licensed by the Reserve Bank of Malawi so the list that I've uh, actually given you those are players that are actually licensed um but in addition to that you can also go for companies such as First Discount House this one is basically uh just for um uh it will look at most for what we know what we term as interest interest bearing securities or fixed deposits um where you place your money they give you an interest rate to say okay with this money uh, maybe over this period we'll be charging we'll be giving you a 12% uh, per annum and then that will be the interest that you actually be gaining uh, if you want to go the route of shares and even bonds especially for the listed entities if you want to go directly uh, as an individual to learn more about buying and selling of shares then we have the stock brokers who are the now intermediaries that actually do um uh, to access those services so we have stockbrokers malawi we have sida capital we have continental capital and then we also have alliance stockbrokers okay um i have a question let's say um i have um family in the uk and yes. they want to invest in malawi how mm. can how can they go about it without having to come all the way to malawi to invest let's say if they want to um buy shares or they have seen maybe the Tsogolo plan savings yeah. from old mutual they want to put their money in there how how can they um go about in putting their investment here all right so you don't really have to be physically present in Malawi or you find that most of these companies they'll probably have more presence in Blanta you don't really have to be in Blanta to actually um, access the services so you can actually contact them uh, via email or even uh, phoning them um, on our website or even on the Reserve Bank uh, website you find that there'll be contact details of the people that can actually assist and just to even give context to that you find that even currently we have quite a lot of uh, foreign investors or people that actually invest with the fund managers or even uh, buying shares and and bonds that are not really in Malawi presently Uh, so it's really um the physical presence it's not really needed for access the services and that reminds me that even last year december uh, through the ministry of foreign affairs um they actually arranged um a webinar just to present the financial products that are available to uh the people in the diaspora community malawians and even uh, foreigners if they so wish to also uh, invest 
uh, in these uh, services that are being provided. So you don't really have to be here or you don't really have to have someone um, here in Malawi to be moving the documents. Uh, most of the mm-hmm. times, just scan let's your, your national ID or the KYC requirements that they'll uh, ask of you and you easily be able to access uh, the 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 services through the companies that I mentioned. Okay, so if let's say Chiaza in Zimbabwe wanted to put yeah. her money in Malawi, she can also easily do that. She can easily do that. We actually have people from Zimbabwe um, investors that actually invest in Malawi. So that that can be done, and people are actually doing that. So do you then have to have a minimum amount? Because um, obviously I'm not Malawian. Um, there might then be some residential issues being a foreign investor. How would then that work? All right. So when you're a foreign investor, I think the first thing that uh, will be considered is the issue of exchange control. Um, for most developing countries, as you know, they would want as much as possible to be able to manage their forex situation a bit better. So normally you register whenever you um, we have a foreign investor the broker will assist you in terms of now registering to say, okay, this is a foreign investor. At some point, they might need to remit uh, their money back and they need to have that track uh, where to say, okay, this was registered and then they'll be able to record the same with the Reserve Bank of Malawi so that at least that is put uh, to record. Um, you don't need a minimum per se just because you're a foreign investor. Um, however, I'll just highlight that for most of the fund managers, you find that maybe for them to start working with an individual, Normally, they, they they normally would require because of the administrative costs and whatnot. They normally start from hundred thousand managing in terms of uh, the value of the, the securities or maybe the money that you place with them. But for for some of them, I think if you also engage them, you find that you can start with a small amount, uh, having agreed that maybe within a year or so I'll be able to reach the minimum that you're actually requesting from me. Uh, so there isn't really, I would say that for a foreigner, a minimum that you have to bring into the country. There is none. And if you even go straight to the stockbrokers to say, maybe um, I can manage my, my investments on my own, um, you find that there isn't a minimum uh, for you to buy shares or even the bonds is just 1,000 kwacha, Malawi kwacha, which is really uh, on the lower end. But for the shares, I think even with 100 kwacha, you can buy shares. And how stable is your Malawi kwacha? Just um, because I was just going to go back a little bit. When you said you can invest with the bank for like three months on your short-term fixed deposits, obviously that yeah. doesn't happen in Zim because yeah, we we are bank. <laughs> it's again where our inflation at the moment is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah. No, I think. I mean, I, just I, the past <laughs> week alone, it's yeah. been havoc. Yeah. So you know, oh, no wow. one wants to save in the banks. Yeah. Um, and even putting the US dollar, no one really wants to put it in the banks just because you never know the policy that could happen tomorrow. Um, uh, and to keep their money under their pillows. So, yeah. And then I from think, there, the problem hmm. is it doesn't grow because when you put it in a yeah. bank somewhere, you know, you have <laughs> interest where it's actually growing. You, 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 yeah. you, so that's the issue we're kind of having here. Yeah. yeah. No, I think, isn't, I think that's the challenge that we face um, in most of the developing countries in terms of because saving an investment it goes with the macroeconomic environment yeah. where at least you have to have the stable exchange rates um, at least uh, low inflation rates 
um, just a, a basic uh, conducive environment for saving. But I think for Malawi, we've been, um, I know the, the currently, uh, recently, there have been quite a lot of challenges, especially with the war, um, which, which has really caused a, quite a bit of inflation and even just surviving or emerging from COVID. I think that has also left its own aftertaste. But I think um, if you look generally at where we're coming from, I think the the fundamentals have been improving. We had a period where at least the the, the inflation was in single digit. I think recently that's when it just um, came back to single uh, double digit rather. I think we're presently at around 13%. Uh, but previously um, we're having a target of 5% uh for 2021 but i think with covid and whatnot that has not been possible uh so i think going from highs of around 40 percent of inflation if you look at our economic history uh to a period where we can actually enjoy single digit inflation i think there has been quite a bit of improvement and even looking at our exchange rate i think it's just recently that uh we've had um uh, challenges in the forex market or where the has been noticed but i think for the past five uh, six seven years there's been quite uh, a bit of stable exchange rates uh, within the country but that doesn't dismiss your concern i think it's something that um, is quite common for most of the developing markets and it's something that even within the bodies that are looking at the capital markets uh, such as the committees of static stock exchanges those are the things that they're looking at to say that if we want to grow the the culture of saving and investment we need to make sure that these fundamentals the inflation and exchange rates are really uh, stable yeah all right um i have a question um go ahead in terms of um keeping track with your investment how can one go about it for instance if i have put um money to buy shares and i have how can i keep track of my investment if i am far away or even here in malawi all right so if for instance if you you maybe select to save your money with a fund manager uh, the law actually requires that at least on a quarterly basis you need to be provided with a report uh on where your investments stand and if you're not provided with that report it's basically the company contravening the laws of this country and you find that normally uh, most of them will send you a report on how your investments are performing and even for the stock brokers you can also request that um once the shares are actually bought they give you a contract note to say okay we bought these shares on your behalf and these are the shares that you have and currently we have the your shares you don't really get a certificate previously you used to get a certificate to say okay now you have 1000 national bank shares uh, but now with uh, the digital era uh, that is actually just a record electronic record that is kept uh, in a system known as the central securities depository system uh, it's actually with the reserve bank of malawi so it's the same way where um like the way you have a bank account where they just show you okay you have fifty thousand kwaja in your bank account you don't necessarily have to have it in your hands so it's the same way that they just keep a record of your ownership and that is provided uh, once you buy the shares um, immediately after the transaction is concluded but for the fund managers on a quarterly basis they'll be able to give you the statement of how your account is performing do you okay. think in, in Africa, do you think we could ever get rich like, you know, Warren Buffett, you know, in terms <laughs> of investing? Well, that's a long shot. 
No, actually, you'd be surprised. There are people that have uh, turned into billionaires uh, mm. by buying shares here in Malawi. Um, right. Yeah, like you, there are a lot of people. I think some of them, of course, uh, they're public. If you look at uh, uh, Simon Itai, they actually do conduct this financial literacy awareness uh, initiatives. And you find that they've been able to grow their funds to billions. But there are also individuals that have uh, benefited quite a lot uh, from um, uh, just investing in the share market. Uh, just to give you an example, when uh, Airtel was listing, do you know what the price was? No. It was actually 12 kwaja, 69 tambala. And then um, uh, 12 kwaja, yes. And then now it's, it's around 40 kwaja. And then if you also look at uh, National Bank, which I think was uh, listed somewhere in 2000, 2002, at the time it listed at around, um, I think it was two kwaja something, and now it's over uh, 1,000 uh, kwaja. So you can imagine for those people who actually invested in those times, uh, in those companies at that time, you find that over the years, um, they've made quite a lot of money only that maybe most of the people were not aware at that time it's just a select few that maybe were able to benefit but people have made uh, billions um, in the the capital markets just by investing but I think what um, I found interesting when the Airtel shares uh, were being put up uh, for the public to buy yeah. A lot of young people were debating. I think I saw this on Twitter. They were debating whether it's worth it to buy shares. And yes. and there was a lot of talk of convincing people not to buy the shares. And then <laughs> and I think Airtel made it easy for people because you could buy them using Airtel money. And yeah. There was a lot of convincing that no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't buy the shares. It's not worth it. We don't know how the economy will be like mm. in a few years. Yeah, and yeah. to their surprise, the share price has just gone up. And you start to think, oh, maybe if I invested, if I bought those shares at that time, yeah, you know, I could mm. have, you know, yeah, a huge return for my investment. Yeah. So I think a lot of discussions around investing and financial literacy is really important. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, go ahead. No, I think especially the stock exchange, it's a, it's a very, um, you know, not a lot of people want to invest in that um, space. I think it's just a lack of understanding in general and maybe a lack of patience. Like, you know, you don't get involved overnight. It's something that you have to forget about it, and yeah. you know. No, that's that's really true, and I think you're bringing up a good point in terms of patience. Actually, when I was just preparing for this podcast, one of the things I I sort of did jot down was to say that uh, what I've learned um, working within this space uh, where we talk about finance, we talk about investments, is realizing money has a personality. And uh, one of the personalities that uh, it actually re- rewards patience. So you find that for most people, uh, they'll probably come to me because <laughs> I work with the exchange. They'll be like, okay, uh, should I invest in shares or should I do this business? And then it's, it's not really something that is that clear cut to say, okay, either you invest in a business or you invest in shares. You can actually do both. 
and sometimes they'll be like okay how soon can i get the return uh so which really speaks to the lack of understanding of how the stock market works because if you're investing in shares you're investing in a company and you're investing in a company knowing that maybe um it will grow based on the on your research of that company or the industry it is uh, perf- working in so it's it's really that um there's that uh, low financial literacy levels which i think is an understandable cause of the education system that we went through uh, but also that lack of patience especially with social yeah where everyone wants to just make it there and then but that's not how money works <laughs> it's sort of you have to uh, be patient uh, when it comes to making money and learn just to understand uh, what is the personality of money and how do i make sure that i can be financially stable and be able to invest in ways that are reasonable for me wow thank you so much kelin i think this is the time that we have for you if you have any more advice for our listeners before we go Yeah. Yeah, um I think I'll give uh, I just give a bit more uh, context into what I've realized is the pers- I think uh once you get to understand um the personality of money it, it becomes a little bit easier to also know okay this is something that I invest in or not and how this is maybe how I should. so I just go quickly through that uh sort of my my understanding of the personality of money and just to give a few tips on how you can actually manage your money better so when it comes to money um this wise man he was the uh, ex deputy the ex governor of the reserve bank of malawi he said something really interesting he said that uh, money demands to be spent so whenever you have money um needs will always come it literally would demand to be spent and so if you don't save it uh, quick enough <laughs> it will run away from you and then the other is the issue i mentioned to say that um, money rewards patience you really need to be patient when it comes to money and even understanding issues of shares bonds people are really impatient when it... they'll just listen to that and be like ah oh, okay I, i don't really have the time to <laughs> to learn more about it but then you sort of miss the point of it and then money follows capacity i think um that also ties into the issue of license you find that uh, you have 10000 kwacha but you want it to grow to um 10 million over a month which is not really feasible you have to know that okay how do i make sure that i grow the capacity so that i can also make more money whether it's uh, learning acquiring new skills or Uh, just finding new sources of revenue it, it 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 just follows capacity and then it also requires um honesty i think most of us are not honest when it comes to money in the sense that uh we overestimate our ability to make money so you find that you borrow money at ridiculously high interest rates uh, especially with um, village banks sometimes or even loan sharks you you borrow at ridiculous interest rates and then you're like okay I'll return it back I'll make money but how are you really sure are you being honest that you can make that much money back <laughs> so you need that kind of you know what money <laughs> then on just a few tips I can share you have to make sure that you automate your savings um over the long term i think willpower is not enough uh, to make sure that you invest or save on a consistent basis so you can consider things like uh, putting a standing order with your bank so that at least at the end of the month 
they can deduct a certain amount from your pay slip or even explore the idea of payroll deductions where maybe you can work with your employer to make the deductions for you and then remit the same to whatever institution you're using to save um it's important to have both long term and short term savings um i think uh, especially as you're growing up i think you you just cannot uh, live life without having those uh, short term savings and long term sh- uh, savings ideally i think they recommend that at any point in time you should have 6 months worth of uh your monthly income so that if you're working at least if you you lose your job you can survive for the next 6 months um with the, the same expenses that you have but even you can make it even longer uh, if you so wish to and then um i think that one i already alluded to it don't use short term credit facilities uh, for long term uh, projects let's say you're starting a business i don't think it's advisable to use village bank money especially if it's at high interest rates um try to 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 find um other means if you can and then also it's important to just have a goal uh, when you're planning i think um when you have something in mind let's say i want to buy a house uh, i want to do this and that it it really helps you to um be able to plan better in terms of how you can uh, plan your savings and i think when it comes to saving it's it's always good to have a long term in mind uh, so if you say let's say you want to buy a car you need 6 million guaja don't don't restrict yourself so much to i need to have this car in one year I think of okay, two years, three years, you find that it becomes a bit more achievable. And I think one one thing that I've learned about money and saving is that when you save, you have savings. It gives you hope. Like apart advantages that there are, but I think it gives you hope and something to look forward to uh in life, which is something that maybe um I didn't realize that actually saving and investment can do for you. So Yeah, just something to have in mind um for the listeners. Thank you so much, Kelly. That's really jam-packed. Thank you so much. And I love how you brought up the loan sharks. Oh, they just everywhere in Africa, man. How do we even get them? <laughs> <laughs> They are everywhere. Like and people like people fall for it so much. I know I have a, I know they they could have a space where maybe it's just you 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 know that you're getting them. But sometimes people use it for like I could buy a car. Like how? <laughs> how are you using a loan shark for a car? I know. <laughs> And then that if you don't pay them back, they're really quick to get them back. Oh, so it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They'll get everything from you. Yeah, exactly. No, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed that and you're so young and you're so, you know, knowledgeable on finance, which is amazing. Um, you know, imparting your knowledge on on younger people as well just because this generation of wanting things there and then and not focusing on the future. It's it's very important that we discuss these issues. It is. It's important. Thank you so much, Kelly, for your time. Thank you. I really enjoyed my time here. <laughs> Thank you. And have a good afternoon. Have a good yeah. afternoon. Thank <laughs> you. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye.